Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to the first episode of Chronically Healing. Who here is excited? Just me? I mean, it's just me in this room right now, so I'm feeling like it's probably just me, but I'm hoping if you're listening, you're also just as excited as me. I have wanted to start a podcast for what seems like 10,000 years, but apparently it's only been about a year. So I racked my brain for like months trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about. I had ideas like doing one with Ben, my fiance, about fitness, and then I had, well, maybe I would just do like a lifestyle one in general. And then finally, it came to me, what really affects my life at all times? Whether it's good, it's bad, but what is a constant in my life? And you know what that is? It is my chronic illness, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So... Let's get started. If you do not know me at all, welcome. My name is Jessie, not Jessica, just Jessie. And a little bit about me. I'm actually originally from a tiny ass town in northern Wisconsin. Seriously, I graduated with like 50 people um, where I lived with my sister, my mom and my dad, plus our like 18 bajillion pets. I was super active when I was growing up and I was involved in everything. Seriously, I was in 4-H. If any of you uh, Midwestern like small town people know what 4-H is, absolutely loved 4-H. I was a cheerleader for six years, was on dance team, volleyball, National Honor Society. I was in pageants. You name it, I was probably in it. I worked part-time. I just kept really busy and it's something that's kind of stayed with me ever since then. So after high school, I moved to Green Bay, Wisconsin to go to college uh, for communications, Um, and basically I chose that because I knew I was good at talking, and I knew I was good at writing, and I knew I hated math. So communications it is, right? (laughs) So, So went to college for about four years, or actually for four years in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and then I moved to Milwaukee to be with... um, the boyfriend that I was with at that time and I totally fell in love with Milwaukee if you've never been small town or I should say small city in Wisconsin and it's wonderful I absolutely totally love Milwaukee met some of my best friends there but I do have to say after four years and a really bad breakup with my ex plus a year of rebuilding and trying to figure my shit out, I moved back to Green Bay to actually work at the college that I went to. So not to keep going on this little bit of a tangent, but about two and a half years later, I met my now fiance, Benjamin, on Instagram. I know, right? That's a, t- that's a story for another day. Uh, and I moved to Chicago last year, almost a year and a half ago. Um, currently still live in Chicago. We're actually moving on Friday, which is insane. I live here with him and our beautiful golden retriever, Cora, who I love more than anything in this world. And that was the fastest background story I think I've ever given. If you know me at all, I am a tangent girl. So I'm happy I was able to get through that. So that's just kind of some background on me and a little bit about who I am and where I come from. Now, let's move on to Hashimoto's. So before I get started specifically on that story, I want to make sure you all know that I am by no means a doctor and I'm still learning on my 
own journey here with chronic illness. Um, Nothing we chat about on this or any podcast that I do on chronically healing is meant for you to take 100% into your life without consulting your doctor first. I'll give you background and feelings and talk with other people that are going through issues you might be going through during their healing journey, but I did not go to school for bazillion years to tell you what to do and not to do with your health, so please know that. Okay, so now on to Hashimoto's. Let's take it back just a little bit. Um, Growing up, I feel like I was sick all the time. Seriously, as a baby, I had colic. I had scarlet fever two to three times growing up. I had strep throat more times than I can even count. Um, Swine flu, anybody remember swine flu? What was it, H1N1? Came out while I was in college. Guess who got it? That's me. Every single sickness. Seriously, I just always thought that I either had a really bad immune system or I just was a hypochondriac. That was just kind of what I I chalked myself up to. So around my sophomore year of college, which would have been, mm, okay, math. See, I told you earlier, I'm not good at math. It would have been in like 2007, so about 11 years ago now. I noticed that I just really was struggling. I started to really struggle with my weight. Um, I had struggled with my weight a little bit on and off, but nothing crazy. I'm 5'1". I've always been kind of a tiny human, so it wasn't anything nuts. But then by my junior year, I was actually struggling with depression and anger issues, which is totally outside of who I am. So it was super weird, and my doctor actually ended up putting me on an antidepressant Unfortunately, um, my junior year, I also turned 21, so I was still drinking like a college student while I was on an antidepressant, which is a like huge no-no, and I honestly, I went insane. Seriously, I ended up taking myself off of the antidepressant, which, fun fact, don't do that on your own, I found out later, but I just took myself off of it because I felt like I would rather be fat and sad than like psychotic at the drop of a hat. So that was kind of my way with dealing with it. By my senior year of college, so in 2009, 2010, I was also experiencing extreme stomach issues. I was gaining weight at a really fast rate, but I could barely keep any food in. Everything I ate made me sick. I assumed I was lactose intolerant, so I didn't eat dairy. I barely ate anything, really, seriously just the most bland foods possible and an occasional Taco Bell thrown in there because hashtag college. Um, But I'd I'd still get extremely sick to my stomach at all times. It was either one of two things, constipation or diarrhea. No in between. I never felt normal. Yeah. Also, just get ready. We're probably going to talk a lot about poop on this podcast. Let's just be real here. So, by the time I graduated college in 2010, I was sick to my stomach all the time. I was exhausted to the point of tears. I was overweight. I was sad. I just was in a really bad place. I was so cold all the time. I, you know, I had gained the most weight that I had ever had, but I was freezing all the time. I always needed to have a cardigan with me or I would be under blankets even in the summertime. But then when it would get when I would get super hot, like if I worked out or if I went outside and it was super super muggy, I couldn't I would just like sweat like a pig, like I couldn't get 
anything to come down. I couldn't handle extremes of either heat or cold. I had super dry hair. I just felt like crap. Um, oh yeah, I even had, I had like extremely bad periods and my acne was out of control. I went through tons of treatments right out of college, including going on Accutane for my acne. And I started on a IUD for my periods And I just, like, wanted it all to go away. I didn't know what to do. I saw tons of doctors, and they all told me the same thing. You're lactose intolerant, and you have IBS. Oh, and you should probably eat less than 30 grams of fat a day. So, this is where this comes in. This is where I want to say, and I will probably say this throughout the podcast a few times, and if you're a doctor listening to this, please don't take it negatively, but I just want to say fuck you doctors like who doesn't want to say that especially when you've been dealing with an illness and you're told you know you're fine you have IBS you're just always going to feel like this oh and maybe don't eat 30 or don't eat more than 30 grams of fat a day like just you know when I'm being told by my overweight doctor who smokes on her lunch break that I also should be eating less and that was the the end all cure to all of my problems kind of hard to move on past that so From there, in 2011, I started seeing a new doctor in Milwaukee who was your typical general practitioner, but she did actually listen to me better than any of my other doctors did. Um, She was the one that put me on the Mirena IUD to get rid of my period, which it did, and tested me for, guess what? Hypothyroidism. The fun thing is my mom has hypothyroidism, and it was something in my medical charts. It had been there since I was little. It's something that my doctor should have tested for years. So she assumed that I had it undiagnosed for at least three years. So three years of my thyroid going crazy without any help, without any doctor taking the time to listen to me say my mom had a history with thyroid problems. Three years of me not being assertive enough to stand up for myself. I mean, let's be true. Um, Let's be true. Let's be honest. That happens a lot with me sometimes. So... This doctor just did basic thyroid. So yeah, this doctor just did a basic thyroid test and put me on levothyroxine, levothyroxine, however you say it, um, for my hypothyroid. And we spent the next year kind of going back and forth with blood work, trying to make sure that I was on the right dosage. And I kind of got back to like normal-ish, meaning I felt better, but I was not 100%, but I was better enough. And I was okay with that for a while. I kind of came to terms with the fact that this was an illness I was going to have forever um, and there was nothing I could do about it. So just the fact that I didn't always feel like shit was good enough for me at that time. So basically once every year and a half, a huge life change would happen to me over the next few years, which I guess is normal. Um, And my thyroid would just go crazy. So I'd have to get more blood work done and I'd have to take more a new dosage of pills because of these big stressful issues, which is actually pretty normal with the thyroid. Um, it tends to flare when you're going through really stressful times. In fact, a lot of autoimmune diseases uh, tend to come up after you've gone through an extremely stressful time. So that was it. I just assumed I was on pills forever. If I wanted to lose weight, I needed to eat a lot less and work out a lot more. That was my only option. The rest of the symptoms were manageable most days, but that was just the way that I was going to have to live. So like I told you earlier, when I moved back to Green Bay in order to move at or to work at my alma mater, I continued with my levothyroxine, 
but I also got super serious about losing weight and getting fit. I worked full-time at my alma mater, and I had two part-time jobs, one being at a super nice gym where I was able to get into fitness. I won't talk too much about that journey. Um, That's for another podcast, but I ended up losing 30 pounds. While the weight went away, my symptoms didn't. It took forever to lose weight. I could barely eat anything, and I worked out my body like a crazy person. Seriously, six to seven days a week, over one hour, and I would do it at 5.30 in the morning, and I was eating basically like 1,300 to 1,400 calories a day. It took forever for the weight to go away, and it just, it sucked because I just assumed that in order to be this healthy, fit person, this was the way that I was going to have to be. However, I was much happier. I was happier with my body. It was my release at that time in my life. And I still dealt with extreme bloating and I would gain five to 10 back, five to 10 pounds back in seconds for absolutely no reason, which now I know is water weight. And I just assumed this was like the way that life was going to have to be for me. And then I met Ben, my lovely fiance. So we met via Instagram. And long story short, I moved to Chicago to be with him. But guess what? Moving to Chicago ended up being another big stressor, and my thyroid literally felt like it shut down. This is probably one of the worst flares that I ever had. It took months for me to get my levels just back to normal-ish, and I still felt awful even when they were considered um, a normal range. I gained over 15 pounds back almost immediately. In fact, today, as I sit here on this podcast, I am up 20 pounds from the weight that I was in Green Bay. And my stomach issues are back. I was exhausted and I was cranky all the time. Poor Ben, right? (laughs) So my bloating would get so bad that it would look like I was nine months pregnant. And this had happened to me on and off for years prior. I don't know how to explain it. If you get bloating like this, you'll totally understand. But not only is it painful, but it's embarrassing to know you know, when your clothes don't fit you and they fit you that morning and by lunchtime they don't fit you and you have no idea why and you can barely breathe and I was just so afraid that somebody was going to look at my stomach and ask me if I was pregnant. Honestly, that's just like how big I would look. So finally, my doctor here in Chicago um, took my thyroid test again, but this time she added in an antibody test. Once the test results came back, she sent me to an endocrinologist. I had no idea why. She just told me that I needed to see a specialist. So I remember sitting in that office, hoping this guy would just help me with my thyroid issues. And he came in and he sat down and he looked at my results, looked at me and he said, oh, you have Hashimoto's. You don't have hypothyroidism. And I was like, okay. And he's like, yep, yep. It's an autoimmune disease, but don't worry. It's fine. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's not anything different. It'll be fine. He drew out pictures for me of uh, the thyroid and how it functioned, which I did appreciate. And then he sent me for a little bit more blood work just to see where my thyroid was at that day. Um, But basically, honestly, in that appointment, he told me, I think like 10 times that it was fine. It was nothing to worry about. It wasn't a big deal. I should just be happy that this is the autoimmune disease I have. I do remember one random conversation we actually had uh, too and there was, he was the first doctor to tell me that I would probably struggle to get pregnant, which had never been something that was 
important to me until I met my current fiance. Um, definitely not something on the horizon anytime soon, but basically he told me if I ever wanted to get pregnant that I needed to tell my fiance and then the next person I needed to call was him. And he told me all of the bad things that could happen if I didn't and how this autoimmune disease could affect myself and a potential uh, future baby. So basically, I went in, he told me I have an autoimmune disease, he told me I'm fine, but then he also told me if I ever want to get pregnant that it's going to be a rough ride. It was an an interesting day, let me just say that. (laughs) I remember in that appointment after he left just sitting there and feeling infuriated. I was so mad at myself for not being more assertive over all of these years. I was mad again for being misdiagnosed for years. Yes, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, very, very similar, but a lot of the things that I could have been doing, a lot of the research that I did afterwards, if I had known this for the last 10 years, would have been very helpful. And the biggest thing, honestly, the biggest reason that I was so infuriated is because he just kept telling me how much it wasn't a big deal. And you know what? It was to me. It really was a big deal to me. And the fact that no doctor that I had seen up until that point felt that it was important enough to spend time on and to really walk me through is just one of the reasons that I have a hard time trusting doctors in general. So after that appointment, I went and saw another endocrinologist who literally wouldn't let me talk the entire time I was in the appointment with him. So I was over that immediately after walking uh, walking into that. I saw another endocrinologist. That also didn't work. I read books. Um, I took myself off of gluten based on the research that I did. I started knocking out stress in my life. I started looking for a new job. I started going after my dreams. I started um, meditating and taking care of myself even more than I already had been. I listened to podcasts. I read blogs by people with Hashimoto's and chronic illness. Um, I ended up going to a GI doctor, actually, who actually told me that I have IBS and I'm intolerant to dairy. So flashbacks to previous doctors. And when I told them that I had taken myself off of gluten and it had actually been very helpful with my bloating issues, he literally looked at me and said, that's stupid. Going off of gluten is a fad. You should just go back on it. Cut out dairy instead. So after that appointment, honestly, I took to Google. I don't recommend taking to Google, but at that time, I just didn't know what to do. And this time, instead of trying to learn more about Hashimoto's, I started to look for a functional medicine doctor. So after lots of searching and unanswered calls, unanswered emails, I found a functional doctor's office in Chicago that was actually also covered by my insurance which um, for any of my ladies or men listening that have an autoimmune disease, it is really hard to find functional medicine doctors, um, naturopaths, anything like that, that are covered by insurance, at least by typical insurance. So I was super excited when I found that. Um, And actually the only doctor that had an opening was a naturopathic doctor, and I was just up for anything. First appointment with that naturopathic doctor was nothing like I had ever experienced. She looked me in the eye and asked me questions dating all the way back to my childhood. She asked me about my relationship, my stress levels, my job, my family life. She asked me what foods made me feel bad. She asked me what research I've done. She listened to me rattle off every little thing I could think of that popped up in my head in the last 10 years that I've had because of my thyroid. She listened to me. She took notes. She empathized. She looked me in the eyes. 
She cared about me and my journey. And this was the first time that I had experienced that in over 10 years of dealing with this illness. So after we chatted, she talked about all the things she wanted to test me for, things she thought I had, and things I needed to change. She told me to continue to cut out gluten. She upped some of my vitamins, and she talked to me about the things I was putting into my body. She looked at my body holistically and told me that we needed to start with my gut. That was just this past January. So currently, as I record this, it is the end of July 2018, and that was just earlier this year that I finally found a doctor that listened to me. And I don't even think she's my final doctor, honestly. But for now, having someone that's on my side has been really helpful. I first started showing symptoms of Hashimoto's in 2008, and now, in 2018, I'm finally working on true healing. And the best part is that I know I can heal. I had been told these last 10 years that I was just doomed to feel this way or look this way. And I was treated like a hypochondriac because I always felt miserable, even though my thyroid levels were not bad and they were normal, air quotes with the normal. So my doctor first started by taking me off of my uh, my probiotic at the time and testing me for SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and it came back positive. I did go through a diet and a medication for that for a few months. I will say that it helped a bit, but it was not the full answer. I actually go back to the doctor tomorrow, and I'm probably going to have to be retreated for SIBO. Uh, They had tested me for adrenal fatigue, but those levels actually came back normal, thankfully. So we're probably going to have to hit this SIBO thing just a little bit harder. But that's currently where I'm at. Um, We'll see how my appointment goes tomorrow, and maybe I'll have an update for you sooner rather than later. But, you know, I know that I need more testing and will be working with my doctor continuously until we start to make some headway. I also have a feeling that I'm going to need to see um, a doctor outside of naturopathic just to do a little bit more testing than, than she is comfortable doing. I finally advocated for myself because I got so pissed off at people telling me I was faking my symptoms, that my f- symptoms weren't real, my feelings weren't real, that I was stuck feeling like shit forever. It was over. I was over it. I was mad. I was mad at myself for letting others take control of my health for so long. I was mad at myself for not being more assertive. I was just mad. And this is why I took matters into my own hands. So if you're just starting out on your journey or wherever you are, please advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate. You are the only one who knows your feelings. You are the only one who knows your symptoms. If you feel bad, keep going to doctors until you find one that will listen to you. Do not take no for an answer. Do what you believe is best for you. You have to do that. Okay, so that's where I'm at right now. But why start chronically healing? So when I was in the midst of research... For figuring out what the heck was wrong with me, I turned to social media for a community. I found some women on my blog and Instagram. So then I went to Facebook for a Facebook group or a community of other women that I could talk to, and all I ended up finding was a bunch of negativity. A lot of victims, a lot of memes about memes about how everyone felt awful and how they will always feel awful. A lot of people were talking about their husbands leaving them because they were crazy and psycho all the time. A lot of negativity. I actually just read another post last night that popped up in my feed from a group I didn't even realize I was a part of, and it was a woman talking about how her husband left her 
um, because she was tired all the time. And it's just, you know, like, even though I personally know that there's probably more to the story, it's still, it's so negative. It's just such, such a bad hole to get pulled into. With that, I felt myself being pulled into so much that I ended up deleting all of those groups and starting my own, which is AI positive, which stands for autoimmune positive. I'd love for you to join my Facebook group if you haven't already. The links will be in the show notes. And it's for women with chronic illness who are looking for positivity and support from other women. Only kindness is allowed both to, or I should say, to both others and ourselves. So I will also be releasing coaching programs soon for women who just are getting started with their chronic illness journey. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah. That is my story currently, all bottled up into one, just kind of a high-level story. Um, If you want any specifics, like I might go into fitness with Hashimoto's and different ways that I have taught myself how to relax and feel better, but for now, that's just my overall story about where I am and where I am now or where I've been and where I am now. So yeah, if you have any questions or want to hear a specific episode, please send me an email. I'll put all of my contact info in the show notes, like I said before. And also, with this podcast just getting started, I really would love if you would leave me a five-star review if you haven't already. It'll help this podcast grow so, so much, and I just hope that I can reach out to as many women as possible. Finally, I would like to end this podcast with talking about gratitude, which is how I intend to end all of my interviews in this in the future. I think positive mindset is the most powerful part of life and a healing journey. So it's something I think it's extremely important to continue in your journey, no matter if you have an autoimmune disease, chronic illness or not. Positivity is the way to a happy, healthy life. So today, I am grateful for the opportunity to record this little podcast and for all of the awesome opportunities that are coming into my life, like this new apartment that I should go start packing for because we move in less than a week. So yeah, okay, that's it. Thank you for listening to episode number one of Chronically Healing, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.